welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, and this week, I'm solo. I'm doing a solo episode here, and I got a lot of stuff to talk about. I will get into uh, how the Bruins have been doing. Spoiler alert, they're hot right now. I will get into Tuca time and how he played in his first game back. I'll get into the 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 current production of Marshan and and David Pasternak, which is very good for the, Bru- the Bruins and where they're heading, and a couple other things. But first, I want to get into what. So this is this is our last episode before our hundredth episode, and and I can and Tim's not here this week, but I know I can speak for him as well that we never really. We probably never thought that we'd make a hundred episodes of this show, and we do it because we love it. And people are, you know, people are enjoying it as well. We're getting a lot of cool feedback and comments and and DMs, and we really appreciate it. And everybody who listens every week, you know, you're the reason that we continue to do the show. Because if we weren't seeing, you know, any growth, then we would just kind of be talking to ourselves, which we were. We've been doing together as friends for you know probably fifteen years at this point, but. We love the interaction and we love to be able to get some thoughts from other fans too, which we've said a million times and, and we're just two guys who like doing this and we like to hear not just from ourselves. So that's why we kind of did this podcast to do something fun and, and it, you know, we figured we're talking about this anyway, why not hit record? So thank you guys. And I want to talk about our next episode where, you know, I'm going to probably keep this one a little bit short since it's me, but Next week should be a pretty fun one. Um, we want to have a couple people on to tell us their stories about what their favorite Bruins memory is or Celtics memory as well. Uh, we want to hear about maybe a trip that you did or a game that you experienced. or It doesn't necessarily have to be a game that you were at, but we'll go through some of our best, you know, our favorite experiences that we've had as Bruins fans or as Celtics fans and talk about our favorite moments and there will be some of games that we were at. There will be some of games that we weren't at. But, you know, we want to hear from you guys. What are your favorite memories and what are things that, you know, maybe why you got into liking hockey or why you got into loving basketball or whatever it may be. Um, so we want to get some people on. And if you, you know, if you don't want to participate on the show, like actually being on the show, then we'll read off some DM messages of people that want to participate as well and, want to tell us tell us their experience their story and we'd love to read some of those too because you know they're all fun to read and they're I'm sure that a lot of us that have fond memories of the Bruins or the Celtics probably have pretty similar ones because you know we we've been very fortunate I was talking to somebody about this yesterday that we've been so fortunate as New England fans for 20 years now not just in the two sports that we cover, but I mean, obviously baseball and and football, of course, you know, we've been so lucky to be in such a good sports town. And, you know, we always call it the greatest there is. And I don't know how anyone can argue with that. If you're just looking at championships and all that, as far as what the run has been over the last 20 years. Now, of course there are teams that have more championships than, than us, but I mean, in the time frame of Tim and I growing up, it's basically been all we know and we're spoiled. Like, and I think that's why a lot of Bruins and Celtics and new England fans in general are so hard on the teams. And that's something we've talked about a million times as well. So, 
you know, we're, we're very lucky, but we can also be very harsh because we expect so much because we've gotten so much. So, um, I don't, I don't see that ever changing. I think that we'll probably always be pretty harsh and, that's why we do this podcast because we like to talk about why what we think is wrong or what we think is right or what we love or what we hate and we're just a couple, you know, idiots who put their opinions out there when, you know, that's what we're doing anyway. So the what it, what it comes down to is we really want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your stories, we want to hear your experiences and get get people to participate as well because, you know, we we love to hear from you and you know, we want to make sure that if anybody wants to get on the show or wants to talk about some stuff that we give them some time to do that. And um, there, there are a couple of ways of doing it. And, you know, obviously you, you can always send us a DM or, or send us an email. Um, we, ha- we do have a phone line that you could either call or text with your, your story or uh, uh, something that you want to text us as well. Like I said, it doesn't have to be audio, but we want to get people involved. So um, thank you to the people that do listen to us and the people who do want to get involved, then please reach out to us and we would love to have you on and uh, hear your experiences. With that being said, like I said, we are, I will get into how the Bruins are doing. Um, as you guys know that listen to this, Tim is the resident Celtics guy here, so I'm not as well versed on them, so I probably won't touch on the Celtics today, but... The good news is that they're heading in the right direction as of late, and that's something to look forward to. But the Bruins right now are extremely hot. I mean, since coming back from the break, we've talked about it a little bit on the previous episode, but even now there have been more games since that episode came out that the Bruins have lost one game since coming back from their uh, COVID holiday Christmas, New Year's, whatever break you want to call it. They've lost one game. And they've scored 36 goals in eight games. And now, I'm no mathematician. I'm not a sports expert. But I think that that's pretty good. And on top of that, you have your two best scorers, your two best goal scorers, uh, Marshan and Pasternak, scoring up a storm right now. I'm recording this game after I'm recording this episode after the game against Philly tonight, uh, Thursday night, where David Pasternak scored a hat trick, which he's been due for for a while because he's had a couple two goal games, uh, but this was the the night after they put a stomping on Montreal where Marchand scored a hat trick. Now, I haven't seen I've seen a lot of hat tricks as I've gone to a lot of games. But I don't think I've ever seen two in a row. Uh, and I, they put a stat up on the on the jumbotron tonight at the game that it was something like since the, two two games in a row there hasn't been a hat trick since 1997 or or somewhere close to that. Um, one of the players was Sergei Samsonov, and I can't quite remember the other. But I mean that that's that's a long time. I, I definitely haven't seen two hat tricks since I've had season tickets. That's that's for sure. So. It's something special because not not only did they score a hat trick, but, I mean, they're doing this consistently now. We, we can't expect them to score a hat trick every game. We can't expect them to score multiple goals or even a goal every game. It just doesn't happen. But they're playing, they're playing very well right now, those two guys, and the whole team as well. 
36 goals in, in eight games doesn't come from two people. And that's one of the ba- the major things is that we're getting a lot of secondary scoring, which is something that we desperately needed. And I hope it continues. We're getting a lot of contributions from up and down the lineup. Uh, we finally got Jake DeBrusque back tonight, which it wasn't his best game, but that could be something along the lines of you know him coming off of the COVID protocol. It could also have something to do with he might be upset that he hasn't been traded yet since he still has requested a trade. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, I, I understand that Don Sweeney is trying to get the best return for Jake DeBrusque, but I don't know how long this guy is going to play here and care. You know, he, he was playing very well for a while. Then unfortunately he got stopped and had to go on to COVID. Um, and he's, you know, I'm not blaming this one game on him being, unhappy or whatever it may be he's got to shake that rust off and get get his legs under him and you know who knows if he's having side effects from that but I just think that Oscar Steen has made him completely obsolete you know we don't need Jake DeBrusque on this team I like DeBrusque and obviously I would have loved for him to stay here but he requested a trade so it's time to trade him you know you might not get exactly what you want but unfortunately you're gonna have to trade him at some point the trade deadline, as we said in the last episode, is is sometime in March. I don't remember the exact date, but I think it was around mid-March. So there's plenty of time. But I don't think that you want this guy sitting on your on your roster from now until the middle of March. Because I, like he, he wants out, clearly. And you have some holes that need to be filled on this team. Now... Defense, for me, is the number one hole that needs to be filled. But that is still on top of if we were even healthy. You know, we had a, we've had we had three guys now put on COVID protocol uh, on the defense. Grizzlick being one of them, who has been one of the guys who's been playing very, very well. Had a five-point night the other night. Amazing game. Um, nobody's done that on the Bruins since Ray Bork. Uh, is that guy good? I don't really know. I'm pretty sure he is, but we'll find out. I'll do some research and I'll get back to you. But so he's out for Bort, Clifton, all on COVID. So now you got three guys from the AHL up on your NHL roster right now. That's half of your defense. So say that you weren't playing with these AHL guys and you're completely healthy. This defense is still not good enough to win a cup. This is this defense is not even good enough to make a deep run in the playoffs. You're you're uh maybe win a round, and lose in the second round. And that's assuming that your forwards are playing the way that they need to play and they're outscoring the goals against. And that's not how you win. That's not a way to do it. Unless you're scoring seven goals a game, which never happens in the playoffs, uh, it's just not going to work. So... I think it's I think you trade Jake DeBrusque and maybe you don't necessarily get what you want, but you start feeling out other trade offers or other potential things because this team is still missing a second line center, but defense is the bigger issue in my eyes. I think that you can get away with what you have now. It's gonna be a struggle in the playoffs, especially if one of those guys goes cold, Bergeron or uh Marchand or Pasternak. So you know, you really need to pick something up, but defense is the main priority, and I think. Um, 
it's just it's something that you can't you can't fake in the playoffs because teams will they will prey on that and they know they know that we don't have the best defense in the in the league i mean it's just it's not rocket science it's it's common sense if you look at our roster we're playing Derek Forbort on the first defensive pairing with Charlie McAvoy at times. He is not a, a first defensive pairing guy. Like he should be on our fourth pairing. And I know that def- defensemen are not easy to come by. I know that Sweeney would really have to pull some strings to get a good guy, but I mean, this is what it's going to take. If you really think that bringing Tuka Rask back here because he wants to win a cup and getting another one for Bergeron before it's over whenever that may be, then now is the time to do that. Because you have to realize, and we've we've talked about this, you know, enough times already, but once Bergeron's gone, it's it's rebuild. You know, like, yes, you'll still have Martian, I would imagine. Um, Pasta's going to be here for a long time. McAvoy's going to be here for a long time. And Swayman is probably your future in, in net. So those are three young guys that are, you know, really good that you can build a team around. But it's not going to come easily. And if you have any shot of winning the cup without Bergeron and with those guys, like say your team goes, you know, they're looking really, really good all year long and they get to the the uh, they get to the trade deadline, then are you going to go all in? You're going to go all in because you think you have a shot then with with – those the the rest of the guys that I just mentioned and you know that's when you're gonna go all in and give up picks and give up whatever do it now I don't, I don't know what you're what they're waiting for like they're they're afraid to give up prospects because they're afraid of what's gonna happen to the prospect pool that they're gonna run it dry it doesn't matter if you win a championship now no one's gonna care if you don't win another one for 10 plus years. I mean, God, it's been 10 years since 2011. And the only reason that we care as much as we do, obviously we're, we're fans, we're huge fans, and we want to see them win and succeed all the time, but we care so much now because we want to see Bergeron get another one. We want to see Marshan get another one. And, and although these guys are younger, I would love to see Pasta, see McAvoy get one. Obviously, I'd love to see Rask get one too. Shut up everybody who says that he can't do it. But... It's it's win right now. And we've been saying that for the last couple of years, and obviously we had a shot in 2019, and we should have won. Um, that's a whole other story. But, you know, we came very close there. This team, although they're scoring up a storm, and again, like I said, 36 goals in eight games, that's, that's almost unheard of. But they don't have what it takes to go all the way. There's no way that this is going to last. I hate to say it, but they nobody can keep up with five to seven goals every game. It's just not how the NHL works this, these days. And not to mention, like, I'm very, very glad, and I want to get this out there, I want to say this, that we beat up on good teams. Tampa Bay is a very good team. Washington is a very good team, and we handled them no problem. Five to two to Tampa. Seven to three against Washington, seven to three. That's a team that should not, that, that doesn't happen against Washington right now. So 
I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, you beat Montreal 5-1. to one. They, they haven't even won 10 games yet this year. Don't want to hear it. We should have beat them 5-1, to one, and we did beat them 5-1. to one. That's a good sign. If we beat them one to nothing or two to one, that's not that's not a good sign. Philly, not a good team, but I mean we beat them. We didn't win five to two. We won three to two. I'll take that. You know, but we got good games coming up. Nashville's playing good hockey this year. Carolina is amazing. They're them and, and Florida are probably the two favorites in the East to win. I don't see Tampa being as, you know, as big as they were. Obviously, they're still a good team. They have as good a shot as anybody. But Florida and Carolina, I think, are the two teams to beat. So you got Nashville, you got Carolina, you got Washington coming up again. Winnipeg playing fine hockey this year. Anaheim playing good hockey this year. Like, these are all tough games coming up, and it's going to be a real test. I mean, we've put up some good numbers against some really good teams so far, but the next week is the test for me. Now, it's going to be tough if we have a lot of these guys that are still out because of COVID or because of injuries, but they're finding ways to win. I mean, if that if that means Pasta has to score three goals, they still won. And, and I'm going to get on to Tuca in a bit here, but, you know, they still won that game being very depleted on the back end. So it's promising. And I know that teams get hot and streaky, but I don't know, man. I, something something clicked since this break. If they had won three games really well, I understand that. But they've lost one game out of eight so far. That's a very good sign. If they can make these these next this next week, I would be happy if they split. If they win two out of four games, I will be happy. So I, I'm excited to see what they do. And I want to talk about the Montreal game for a minute because I've I've been to every game this season and that f- so far was the best game that I've been to yet. And I talked about this game to a couple people before uh, going to the game. Like, you know, that's the day of. And I was like, you know, the, the Bruins-Montreal rivalry is just not there anymore. Like, it's not the same thing. And I don't know if it's because Montreal's so bad or whatever it is, but it's just not there. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, you know they that was a that was a Bruins Canadians rivalry game if I've ever seen one. You know there were fights. There was uh, just every play was like getting in everyone's face and and arguing and pushing around and stuff that we haven't seen from the Bruins this year. I said at the beginning of this season and a couple times like throughout the season so far that this team is boring, man. Like they are so boring. They have no fight in them. They're not sticking up for one another. They're not doing anything. And that has changed. The last few games, they are sticking up for each other. They are not letting teams take liberties on our on our players. It doesn't matter who it is. You know, it could be a fourth-line guy or it could be your best defenseman. They're not allowing it. And it's necessary. That's what you need. Teams are going to come in here and try to bully you, like we talk about all the time, and we just can't let that happen. And they did not let that happen. I'll tell you that. They didn't let it happen against Tampa or Washington or Montreal. Philly tried to push us around a bit tonight. Didn't happen tonight either. It's a good sign. But 
with the fact that the Bruins need defense, they also need toughness. These guys on this team are not what it's going to take to get, you know, the other team's tough guys off of you. Like, who who's going to stand up on our team against Pat Maroon or against Tom Wilson or Ryan Reeves or whoever? You know, like, we don't have a guy that can stand up to those guys. Yes, Forbort could do it or, you know, Freddie could do it, but Freddie's hurt. He's not out there. He's not doing anything. You know, and he's been playing more aggressive recently, and I love it, but, you know, he's hurt right now, and who knows how long he's going to be out. Felino's out. We don't know how long yet. We haven't come back with the MRI results, at least not to the public. Um, so we don't know how long he's going to be out for either, but he's not a fighter. Like, it's just not the role that we're asking these guys to do. So, yeah, we're asking them to be physical, but we're not asking him to be a fighter. That's what we want Freddie to do. That's what we want Forbort to do when necessary. And these big guys. So I really hope that that continues, but I hope that they can pick up somebody who can be strong and be tough, whether that's on the blue line or whether that's a, you know, a third, fourth line guy who is really tough. I've always, I've said it from the beginning and I wish that it actually had happened. But if you put Ryan Reeves on this team, I mean, you put Milan Lucic on this team, the dynamic changes completely in the, in the positive direction because they complement the toughness that you need and the other guys do the finesse and they do the scoring and they do the, the you know, everything that you need from them. But you need a guy who is tough and you need a guy who has character like Milan Lucic. And, and again, I've said this a bunch of times and it's not going to happen. But that's the type of guy that I'm talking about that you need. And you don't need a team full of them like we had in 2011 because that's not how the league is anymore. There's no team that's full of tough guys like that. There are tough guys on a team. But it's not 75% of the team like, like 2011 was. And that's not what we need either. We need to have finesse and we need to have scoring because that's how this league is now. And I, I hope that they can just pick up one or two guys who are just either big bodies that can, you know, bang around and stick up for each other, but maybe one guy who who really won't, you know, he'll he won't take anything from anybody and he'll stick up for everyone. It's times like this where you really miss, you know, Zidane Chara and you really miss Adam McQuaid and Kevin Miller because they were always willing to to go after whoever they needed to go after to get the job done that was necessary. But it wasn't, it, it was also just good to have them on your bench because teams would take less liberties knowing that they had to answer to a big Z or to, to Miller or Adam McQuaid or any of the guys in 2011 that we've talked about before, Thornton, Lucic, you know, when you have guys on the bench who can, who can do that and go out there and stick up for you, it doesn't happen as often. So we're lacking that big time. And I hope that they can address it. And I know it's not going to be easy. And I know that there's not a lot of those guys that are available because there's not a lot of them in the league anymore. But it's something that they really need. They need that identity and they need that toughness in their lineup. And I hope that they can get there. Um, whether, Like I said, whether that be defenseman or forward or whoever it is. But, you know, something's got to give here and... You know, we want to we want to go in that direction to not let 
not have to have Bergeron jump on a guy when he hits Matt Grizzlick. You know, we want somebody else to ha- to be able to do that job for him. Bergeron's been in the box. Every, by the way, everybody's been in the box way too much since we came back from the break. Yes, we're winning games and we're scoring goals and we're, you know, it's it's entertaining and we're loving it, but we are in the box way, way too often. Bergeron is in the box two or three, four games in a row. That is very unlike him. I don't know if he's doing too much, he's trying too hard, um, but we need him out there. We don't need him in the box. Same thing with Marshan. He hasn't been in the box as often, which is shocking to say, but we need him on the ice. And I, I don't want to see the fourth line guys, you know, going out there and taking penalties, but I'd rather see that. I'd rather see that trade off. I think that it's, I don't know. We, we, we're taking way too many penalties, and I'm shocked that it hasn't come back to bite us yet. I mean, we could have lost the game tonight. Talking about the Philly game again. We had two delay of game penalties within the same, you know, obviously within the same amount of time because they had a five on three at the end of the game. Could have cost us the game easily. And there were a few goals that, or a few shots that went by the net or they whiffed on or whatever it was, but they could have easily tied that game up. We could have went to overtime or they could have just scored them on both the power plays. So you got to stay out of the box. It's, it's, uh, it's a problem, but. I think that they're gonna they'll work on it, they'll address it, and and hopefully that gets addressed before we play these games against these teams that are really good coming up. And I'm happy with this team right now. You know, the Bruins are back right now. They're hot. So if they can stay on the course and they can keep doing what they're doing and cut down on some of these penalties, you know, hopefully. This is kind of me leading into the next next thing that I wanted to talk about, but hopefully giving Tuca some reps is going to, you know, give him some confidence. He looked a little shaky on some of the, you know, some of the saves tonight, but he got the win. And he looked amazing in the third period. So, you know, give him that first two periods to get back into the swing of things. He hasn't played a game in, I think they said something like nine months. He saved us on two huge breakaways as well. So, you know, I I wonder how it's going to go. Obviously, I don't think that he's going to play on Saturday because he just played tonight, Thursday. So I think they'll let Allmark go on Saturday. But then you got Carolina. Then you got Washington. Which one of those two teams do you want to put him in against? Because, you know, it is almost, it's, it's, Trial by far by fire. I mean, this is these are two of the best teams in the league, like you know, top teams in the league, and he's gonna have to play one of those games. So I hope that he's ready. And if he's not, then you know he's he's only played one game so far. So you gotta we gotta cut him a little bit of slack and at least give him give him some time to get back into it. But he looked good tonight. There was a few, like I said, that were a little shaky, a little I was a little nervous about, but I mean the result was there. He got the win. And to I do want to talk about um Swayman for a second here because I wish that it didn't have to be this way. You know, Allmark has really started to come around. He's he's played very, very well as of late. He's had some 
weird. I'm going to call them weird saves. He's had some ones where he's come way out of the net. He's been completely out of position. If the puck was there, they would have been in the back of the net for sure. But he's playing well. I mean, the results, like again, the results are there. He's get, he's winning games. But I just wish it didn't have to be this way. Because Swayman was playing better. Swayman is in top 10 in goals against right now in the league when I'm recording this. Maybe, I, I mean... Top 10. Maybe he's number 10, but... I mean, that's that's impressive. I know he has a bright future ahead of him, and he's going to be here for a long time. I hope. Please don't trade Swayman. I, I'm a huge fan. I think that he is an outstanding goaltender who has a lot, a lot of potential. And I, I know that going down to the AHL right now, he's going to get a lot of reps, and he's going to play a lot of games. And it's good. It's good for his development, but... Man, I wish it was different. I wish that Olmark wasn't on a no movement. I wish that he wasn't on a $5 million contract. It's things that I've talked about a bunch of times on this podcast that, you know, I wish that it was different. I wish that money went to defense. But if we have a good one-two with, with Tuca and and Olmark, you got to look at it as, you know, Tuca's getting paid a million bucks. Actually, I think it's less because they kind of, rated it as when he came into the game a million dollar contract but he came in halfway through the season or a quarter of the way through the season so I don't think it's as much but I mean it's still cheaper than Tuca's contract was to have these two guys but I'd like to see the defense better and I would have I would have liked to see them go after that in the offseason and it's not it's not what happened but there's still time trade deadlines coming up but there's still time to make a deal and make a trade and I hope they do it but I, I'm, you know, I'm gonna miss Swayman on on the bench in the in between the pipes. But you know, I hope I hope we see him again this season, and I hope that the, that doesn't mean that there's a uh, an injury or COVID or whatever. But you know, I hope that there's some reason why maybe we get to see him play a couple more, a few more games. Um, obviously, like I said, I'm never wishing for an injury or for anything like that, but. You know, I'm a big fan of Swayman, and I'm glad that he got the time that he got while Tuca was away. But I think he's the future, and I think that I want to see more of him. And I got to be honest with you, I will 100% be going to some Providence games just to watch him play and see how he's doing down there. Because, you know, not to mention AHL games are some of the best hockey there is because those guys have something to prove. And I'm not talking because there's more fights in the league or whatever it is, but that's always entertaining, of course. But they got something to prove. They want to crack the NHL lineup. They want to be a pro. So it's good hockey to go down there and watch some games and see some of the younger guys that you don't always get to see unless they're being called up or you know unless they're really on fire and they get a good shot at the NHL. But it's a good time to go to Providence and check those games out and go to the go to the dunk and. You know, obviously we talked to to Bobby Robbins about it and he had nothing but high praise about the dunk and how, how great it is. And I've been a few times and, you know, it definitely, it's a different atmosphere because it's a smaller, it's smaller than an NHL arena and it's just, it's fun. I would highly recommend going to a game if you haven't been and that's any AHL game or minor league ECHL as well. I mean, they're, they're good games. They're good hockey. It's, it's fun. So I recommend that, but Love to see Swayman play some more games, maybe make a couple trips down there and see him uh, have some Providence game tickets, but we'll see. Right now, it's Tuca time, and 
Tuca played well tonight. We'll see how he does over the next few games that he has. Uh, I'm not sure entirely how they're going to do it. I doubt that they're going to do every other game right now. But maybe Olmark plays two, and then Tuca plays one, and then eventually, I think by the end of the season, their plan, assuming that Tuca is healthy and feeling well and doing all of that, that Tuca's the guy. He's the number one. And Olmark is the backup. Or maybe they go back to splitting time 50-50. Who knows? But... Only time will tell with that, and we'll find out, but looking forward to it. Glad to see him back. The Garden was was very happy to have him back tonight, it sounded like, and, you know, he played well. Like I said, saved us on a couple breakaways that could have tied the game or could have given them a lead or whatever at the time. I don't remember exactly what the score was, but I know that they're important goals because we only won by one. So shout-out to Tuca because, obviously, I know you're listening to this, so shout-out. Good saves tonight. Good job. Nice win. We appreciate you having you back. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm excited for how, where this team is headed. We, I said before we came back from the break that we need to see a completely different team come out of the break. Like we have to see, it has to be night and day. And so far it has been. We lost that one game against Minnesota that could have went either way. We could have won that game. Obviously, Minnesota played well, but some calls went in their favor. Some calls went in our favor. And, you know, timing is always important on those things. Um, so we could have won that game, too. We could be on an eight-game winning streak right now. But I'll take one loss out of eight. And I hope that it continues. You know, I hope we can get a couple wins against some of these good teams. We beat Washington, like I said, seven. We scored seven goals on them. If we lost to them... I wouldn't be the most upset about that. I mean, we showed that we could play against them. We showed that we can, you know, put the hurt on them. Carolina is the one that I want to see a win, and that will make me feel good about this team. And I have a lot of people don't think that this team is is any good. It is good enough to go deep, and it's time to prove them wrong. I mean, there's a lot of hockey left. I think there's something like 50 games left. I mean, there's a lot of... We're not even halfway through the season yet. So now is when you need to get some of these points, especially against some bad teams, and that's what they're doing. Getting them against Philly. Getting them against uh, Mont- Montreal. You know, I, it. these are the ones you have to win, and they did. So I don't want to hear, oh, they're only winning against bad teams, because they're not. And if they can pull out some of these wins over the next week against... Uh, Washington and Nashville and Carolina and Winnipeg, then, you know, we're going to be real happy as Bruins fans. And like I said, I am. I'm happy with what the direction that this team is going and where we're headed and, you know, what they're showing us right now as fans. We're having fun, man. Like every game so far has been fun. Even the Minnesota game was fun. Like I never expected us to have a game like that against them. Who's going to think that we were going to have a like a a brutal back and forth and like chippy game like that? Not me. Minnesota? Who? The team that we play twice a year? Who? No. But but we did and we're we're staying in games and we're sticking up for each other and we're you know putting up the fight. We're not giving up. And I love it. It's, it's the direction that we have to go in, and it seems like the guys are getting closer as as teammates. You know, the new guys that are coming in here, Haula and Nosek and some of these other guys, like they're fitting in 
they're making it work. And that's what we needed. And I think that not even being halfway through the season, that's a really good sign. Means that people are meshing together, they're gelling and they and you know, they're getting chemistry. So it can only go up from here. And that's that's what I'm hopeful for. And it could always be worse. We could be Montreal with less than ten wins this year, which is pathetic. Could be the Islanders, who are terrible. Anybody who's like, yeah, the Islanders, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals two years in a row, and they almost went to the finals, almost went to the finals, is not going to the finals. And guess what? They're trash this year. I don't care that they don't they've only played twenty something games and they played the least amount in the league and blah blah blah. I don't care. They're bad. There's no there's no two ways around it. And I'm going back I'm going back to New York when we play them again because we lost last time. I'm unhappy about it. Going out there for the win. We want to win this time. Go see the new stadium again. But this time get a win. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm excited for this team, man. I, I love where it's heading. I'm glad that Tuca's back, that, you know, I'd like to see him get a win against a good team and get some confidence, although I'm sure that he has, you know, he's feeling pretty good after tonight. And then just build off of that. Let's take it one game at a time. We can't be looking at, like, yeah, we have Carolina coming up, but then we have Washington. Like, we have two tough games in a row. It's like, just get through one. Win one. Take it day by day, and and especially with all this COVID stuff, you never know what's going to happen. Grizzly was ruled out of the game like a few hours before it. So game by game, day by day, let's see what this team can do. And let's hear from you guys. Let's hear from you for next week for our 100th episode. Never thought that we were going to do 100 episodes of this, but, you know, here's to another 100. And here's to having some more cool guests that we have in the works right now. You know, it's been a little bit since we did a guest. We did PJ Stock, obviously, recently, and that was, man, that was a fun episode. But, you know, we have some really cool ones lined up as well, and it's going to be a little bit before we do them, but we're scheduling some stuff. We're getting some cool stuff in the works, and hope you guys are excited for that too because we sure are, and we want to make sure that, you know, we're getting some interaction with you guys because we want to hear from you about what you like and what you don't like. You like the the episodes with guests more than the stuff that Tim and I do or you know we love the feedback we love to hear about what you like and dislike about the show and that could be it too if you guys want to call in next week or you know get on the show and talk about you know I really like this episode or I hated this episode or whatever you know we're open to everything we're just two guys that are doing this for fun so give us your criticism because we know that you will the internet is a is a place for everybody to just tell us how much we suck at everything. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we're looking forward to it. Looking forward to doing a hundred more episodes. Looking forward to talking to you guys. Looking forward to interaction and you know, doing some more road trips and meeting some more people. And it's been fun meeting people through the podcast and making new friends and all that. So thank you guys for listening to us and you know, here's to a hundred more episodes. And we'll talk to you next week. We'll we'll be putting out that episode on Friday like normal. And we'll have a few Bruins games to talk about as well in between then and now. And Tim will give an update on the Celtics and how they're doing. Hopefully heading in the right direction still as they are right now. Um, 
But Tim is at the Kings game tonight, actually. He's in he's in L.A., as you guys know. Now, listen, he's at the Kings, and I think he said Penguins game. So, I guess, I, go Kings? I don't really know. But thank you guys for listening. Can't wait till the till next week's episode, uh, next Friday. So tune in for that, and let's hear from you guys. We appreciate you. Talk to you next week. <laughs>